Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. And somehow, I remember a few months ago when things were crazy and I was busy and I was just, you know, I I wasn't very good at basically being very scheduled with the podcast. And somehow this week, we've smashed out three episodes, which I bet some people are now going, Miller, that's too many episodes. You'll be 100% correct, but we've done it anyway. Uh, And here we are. I wanted to get the Q&A episode in, right? A load of people have been sending me questions and I feel like, you know, I should answer these questions. You guys, uh, you know, take the time to ask. Should I? I should, uh, should take the time to, to answer as well. That only that only seems fair. If this is the first time you've ever listened to my podcast, thank you very much for joining me. You may know me from What Culture and all those kind of stuff. And you can also find me over social media at Simonmiller316 or on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules. We'll explain that uh, another time. And also, if you're interested in how I do all this stuff, it is supported by Patreon. You know, Patreon, that wonderful crowdfunding slash whatever you want to call it system that some people love and some people hate. It's been very kind to me, so I love it. And that's just patreon.com forward slash Simonmiller316. 16. Even $1 makes me doing this a little bit easier because I can buy food, basically. This is how I make my living. Um, now, it is a Q&A episode, as I say, and I always like to get somebody on. And somebody who very kindly did support me through the Patreon was my man Stan. And my man Stan joins me now. Stan, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful, Simon. And if someone is listening for the first time, I do apologize because it's the old curmudgeon episode uh, of your guest. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm all right uh, with that, man. I like it. I like all ages. <laughs> genders whatever <laughs> i like it all mate because everybody comes with a different perspective to pro wrestling and that is why Absolutely. i find these chats so interesting i mean a, I just love the fact the wrestling community is like this to begin with and we can all come together and just talk about something we love but everybody has a different story to tell a different perspective you know some people love x and other people love y and i really do think that's why wrestling is so has the longevity that it does because it's not black and white and if it was i don't think we'd enjoy it as much as we do so on that note stan tell me tell the world tell the listeners well how the hell did you get into professional wrestling? Okay, well, we've had you some know, amazing you stories. About, you, you talk about longevity. I am. I want to believe I'm coming. I'm about 38 years. I've been watching wrestling. Wow, man! Um, well, you win. That's the longest so far. So, <laughs> uh, my first event. I, I when I was about 12 years old. I, I had. Uh, I had. I mean, I of course I was aware of it, but you know, this was back in you know 1982. Or 1980, so it wasn't nearly, you know, as far as television and everything as yeah. what it was today. And a friend of mine, him and his dad, the the WWF at the time was coming to the our local thing. He took me, uh, and I was hooked. And you know, this is even pre Hogan. You know, I mean, this was Snuka and Backlund and Don Morocco and the Wild Samoans and. Uh, uh, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson. I mean, this was this was before it became even a, a, a sniff of what we know it is today. That's incredible, though, man. I mean, you have a completely different perspective than, I mean, you know, just through time. You have a completely different perspective on what wrestling was and also what wrestling has become. So, if anything, out of everybody I've had on this podcast, you have more authority than everybody because you've seen it <laughs> as opposed to people that just I've gone seen back it into yeah, You've I, lived it. You've lived it. So I, I, I literally have seen, I've, I've not attended, but I've, I've watched live every 
WW. I've watched every WrestleMania. I actually was at the 1992 Royal Rumble when Flair won the belt in the Royal Rumble. Um, I was there. Wow, man, that's 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 that that blows my brain. I mean, that genuinely blows my brain. <laughs> that's an amazing thing to and say it, you've done. Yeah, and actually, I mean, it, it's it's led to my my appreciation in general for the Royal Rumble, and it was actually an interesting event because. You know, I even rewatched it. And it's kind of interesting how there's always been, you know, accusation of when they edit, you know, the crowd noise. Yeah. Uh, at the end of that rumble, uh, the crowd was pro purely behind Sid and anti Hogan. Yeah, it was, um, it's, it's nuts. And when they played it back, it was not, it was definitely not portrayed that way. But, th- but that's how it, you know, that's how it was. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've definitely seen, I saw, you know, I've been through all of the Attitude Era, Raw from the start. I've, I've watched most of it. You know, I can't watch everything, but uh, yeah. So I have, I have a definitely a, a different perspective probably, from, you know, from some of the other guests you've, you know, I've heard who are kind of recent to it. Um, so I guess, I guess the first question then, well, the first thing we need to talk about really is then what do you prefer? I mean, what, what, you know, where, where, because it's changed so much since then. And obviously today we live in a world where it's on demand. And obviously back then it wasn't the case at all. So, I mean, do you, right. I, I get we can't have got to where we are without all of that. So if anything, it's all important. But do you have a preference? Do you miss the old days? Or do you actually well, quite I, like where the wrestling's got today? Well, I, I, I like a lot of the aspects of it. I definitely like, you know, fr- from, from the, the, the women. Um, because back then, you know, and I, I don't know what the... PC term is you you would see little people wrestle more often than you would see women yeah that used to be a huge thing back in the day yeah it it used to be like i mean literally women wrestling used to be about as frequent as brock lesnar is on tv i mean that's (laughs) i mean that's about that yeah and so i I like that i I tell you i've really thought about this recently i think one of the things that made you know the pay-per-views in the past all the matches you know, even some of the garbage ones, they built up and they all felt special. Um, you know, and I think a lot of that had to do with some of the, you know, the scrubs, the jobbers, you know, where it was like, you know, for example, you got, you know, Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. Like, they would not be in the ring together for, uh, you know, m- weeks at a time because, you know, one week one of them would be out there squashing you know, local talent and next week, the other one would be. And then when the pay-per-view came in, it would be like, okay, we're finally going to see these two in the ring together. And it made it feel a lot more special. And I think that's something, you know, I mean, nowadays they have the jobbers, but it's tightest worldwide, you know, I mean, it's, you know, the, so I I think that's something that I did kind of prefer because it did really, it, it, there was a big buildup in pay-per-view matches. Whereas, you know, look at, look at AJ and, Shinsuke it's like you got to see it every other week you know it's like well how am I supposed to get excited about this build-up of a match if I'm seeing them together all the time yeah it, it just that that's just that's just me do, do you think that goes down to kind of like you know this uh, opinion and there is a lot of evidence to back it up that you know in the today's modern sign moderns uh, modern times I should say given the internet and social media people's attention spans are just a lot shorter so you can't actually because that's what WWE say right they say they've got to be quicker. well I, I think that's what they I think that's what they go I think that's what they depend on <laughs> oh, yeah. you know I mean you, you you look I mean you know and you you know it's pointed out all the time you know even look at this past you know recently you know 
you got Sasha and Bailey in counseling because, you know, Bailey beat her up. Yet, you know, the week before, Ronda Rousey looked like she broke Kurt's wrist with a briefcase, and she just gets to go home for a couple weeks. You got Braun Strowman flipping cars, and then the next week, Kurt, well, we handle things in the ring. Well, no, you don't. But you're, de- <laughs> you're you're counting on people not remembering an hour ago when you were going to cutting to the the you know to the counseling session. Um, so I think a lot of that does have to do do with that. Um, and you know, I mean, we you know, if you've been to events, it, there's a lot of kids, and you know, they 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 want to give the kids that immediate satisfaction. And I guess they're hoping, hey, look what we have here. So if you subscribe to the network, you'll get to see it again in a bigger, better manner. I think it's amazing, man. I think you, you can just tell straight away that you obviously you've, you've seen it all. You talk, you, you talk with yeah. an, you do, you talk with an authority on it, and I, I love it. It's this, it, it, it fascinates me. <laughs> so obviously, you've seen everybody, I would imagine. So even if it's from a you know from a, on your couch perspective, you've seen Hogan, you've seen Flair, yeah. uh, you've seen Steve Austin, you've seen The Rock, you've seen John Cena. Is there anyone that sort of captivated you more than any of the others or was it kind of that thing because you're younger and you see someone like Ric Flair that's that well I'll, I'll, I'll tell you I'm not I'm not sure. the ultimate warrior really I mean that if you know from I mean uh, you know now you know knowing of course you know this is back when kayfabe you know the, the internet wasn't there you know you only got stories from wrestling magazines yeah you know that's where you only heard your news and, but he, it was just when, when his music hit, like just, I mean, it was literally like when, when, you know, Hogan was in his prime, you know, you couldn't, you could not help, but get excited and be drawn to the, to the charisma. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimate warrior just, I mean, I know he's, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, I know he's awful. He was awful in the ring. You know, and, you know, but he was, you know, he was by far and, and, and then behind them, the Hardys, I I mean, interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I think, uh, I think Jeff Hardy, I think if not for his personal demons, I think he would have gone down with like an edge or John Cena like career. Um, I, I, I think, you know, but he had so many demons you know, I mean, he still ended up winning, you know, a, a bunch of championships. So I think he could have been, you know, so much more. However, his wrestling style led to why, he, you know, what kind of put him down the road. I thought yeah. Matt was always my favorite. I, yeah, I thought, me too. You know, yeah, I I loved him. He was, you know, solid in the ring. You know, his mic work in the early years, it was cringy. Um, but I guess, you know, but he just didn't have that it that Jeff did, you know? And so, so those, those would be, you know, when you, you know, when I think who are my, you know, my favorites, those are the two, you know, the three guys that that jump right out in my mind immediately. And what was it like seeing kind of the rise of sort of Vince McMahon's WWF with WrestleMania and Hogan becoming, because obviously everyone forgets now, and I do too sometimes, that you know Vince McMahon just went, oh, that Hulk Hogan character's good. Hey, give him to me. I always forget yeah. that. Like, WWE's so good at revisionist history that you, know, you would think from a, from a far point of view that, yeah, they just, that they got this guy and they built him up, but they didn't. They just took him from uh, the nope. AWA and they, <laughs> they yeah, just I, I, I'd actually on TV seen him a couple of times in the AWA. What was it and, like then? What was that like? Did you ever think this is going to be the biggest star in all of wrestling? No. no. I mean, you saw he had some charisma, but 
you know, I mean, I, I didn't think, I don't think anyone could have seen that. I mean, you know, if everyone, you know, if people could see that, you know, they, they you know, every, you know, star would be a home run. Um, it just, you know, it was, I, it was just the right place, right time, right guy. And it just, like I said, I mean, you know, I've seen him at live events and his, his charisma was just, if someone in that time period said they at, at least didn't appreciate Hulk Hogan, I, I'm going to call them a liar because, yeah, or, or they're a WCW faithful, you know, because, you know, they didn't, you know, they didn't like it, but because he was just like, he was a guy that you just wanted to like. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what he does, <laughs> right? Know? Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. The, the best way anyone's ever put it, he made you want to like him. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That was it exactly. He was just, you know, he, he and, you know, one thing, you know, he, you know, Flair was big, you know, gave a lot of credit for, you know, putting people over. Hogan put him more than a few. I mean, granted, he ended up winning, but he took a lot of bumps and abuse from big guys in his day. And, of course, you always knew it was going to, you know, how it was going to end. But, but yeah, I mean, even in the AWA, I mean, you, you saw that he had, you know, some of that. But, you know, to, to like you said, revisionist history, I don't, I don't think... I think Vince knew he had, you know, could have at least something, but to to get to, you know, that, I, you know, Vince will probably tell you, well, I saw it. Well, then why did you let him go the first time? Yeah. Um, well, I, 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 one thing I will, we are going to answer questions, but I'm not going to lie, I'm fascinated by this. This is like a wrestling historian <laughs> for me. I don't get this opportunity very often. What about when, so, was, so you see all that, and you, I guess you see Crockett die and AWA and all of that, but then you see WCW rise, uh, and you see yeah. WCW fall. So, and again, I'm, I'm more aware of that because, you know, that was, that was basically when I was getting into wrestling. You know, I got in sort of the mid-90s and, and I saw all that firsthand. You know, I saw Hogan turned here. Actually, probably early 90s I got into it. So I saw, you know, the end of Hogan's sort of super, super rise. Then I saw him have his lull in WCW. Then I saw, you know, obviously go heel and change the, change the wrestling, wrestling business again. But you'd kind of already, because that was different for me. I just knew WWF and then I learned about WCW. But you'd kind of already been exposed to all of that with all the other territories. Then you see it again. Then one dies. I mean, what on earth do you take? What do you take away from all of that? Yeah, I mean, the the the, the territories, you know, from from what you know, I I could see. I mean, it was just you know, you know, it was it was a bunch of mom and pop shops that ended up you know getting eaten by Walmart. Um, yeah. You know, they 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 were all in for themselves. They they you know they were com- they were content with you know. Although you know that's not necessarily true of of Vern Gagne in the AWA. Um, he did try, you know, he was actually on cable TV, um, back when, but you know, he was not a, you know, kind of the, the problem Dusty had, he wasn't a great businessman. He, you know, Vern didn't trust anybody cause he'd been burned so many times. That's why, you know, he was champion, you know, 45 times, um, in his own company. Um, but yeah, and then when you know, then when you know, at the time the NWA, uh, you know, they, they went through. I mean, people, you know, I mean, people talk about you know some of the, and it's mentioned as well, you know, some of the the garbage that came through WWE. There was a <laughs> there was a heaps of garbage that went through WCW, uh, you know, early on, you know, until of course we know Bischoff, you know, got the paycheck and is like, okay, look, we we you know got the you know the keys to Turner's yeah. gold mine. And it's like, look, we, we can't be doing ding and dong. You know, we can't be doing, 
you know, that kind of stuff because, you know, it's, it's, that's what W, you know, and it's, it's well documented. That's what WWE was doing. And it's like, okay, people like, look, we, we know he's not a garbage man. Okay. We, we know he's not, <laughs> we, we know he's not, we know he's not a minotaur, you know, it's like, stop. <laughs> it's, oh, so man, that character, uh, what was that? What on earth was that about? I, I, but you know what? It wasn't out of the, out of the almost, almost the norm. I mean, you had Max Moon, you had Battle Cat. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was all just ridiculous. And, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, someone thought, oh, this is a good idea. But it's like, do you think Battle Cat is going to be a 10-time world champion? No. Yeah, no. I mean, he's, you're placing them in a very specific position before we even begin. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. You know, even, you know, even, uh, you know, uh, the Taskmaster <laughs> it's like, I mean, you know, it's like, no, we need to shed that crap. And, you know, it's like, look, you know, especially, you know, with the inception of the internet and it's like people like, oh, wait, you mean those two guys are traveling together? Wait, you know, it's, it's once, you know, once the curtain started being took aside, they, they realized like, look, we can't, we, we got to talk to people, you know, yeah, we can have some kayfabe, but you know, we, we can't have, I mean, if you, th- you know, we can't, we can't have minotaurs and we can't have typhoons and earthquakes <laughs> and you know, that kind of stuff anymore. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you could have chosen WCW or WWF back then, who would you have gone with? I'll tell you, there was, it, it to, to lead off, there was no more exciting time because again, you know, you didn't know. Then when Nitro brought in, you know, the outsiders and then it's like, who's coming now? You know, and it just, it was like, I really, you know, I thought early on, I really thought, you know, it was going to be WCW because they were, you know, they were high. I mean, as hot, as hot as from a fan perspective, because it was just all excitement all the time but you you also you know as time goes on you're like okay i'm like this is fine but i'm like you know especially when you see like the the hogan ultimate warrior match that's like in wcw is like went down as like one of the worst of all time yeah. it's like you know you realize it's like okay these guys aren't gonna you know they they're not gonna last forever and then that's when you you know i'm like like, man, look at all the, you know, and then it's like in myself, I'm like, you know, when it, cause you know, you either had, a, you didn't have a DVR to record one while you're watching the other. Yeah. You had to flip back and forth. So it ended up being, I, as time went on, I'm watching WWE and flip over to WCW on commercials because I'm like, okay, okay, here comes, you know, it, it just became, you know, a lot of, okay, I've seen all these guys pushed 10 years ago. I'm like, and now they're 10 years older, 10 years slower. And, but initially I would have bet on WCW Amazing. In the first couple of years. Amazing. I yeah. love it, man. I, I mean, we won't do it today just because I said to him, we do a Q and a, but we have to get you back on <laughs> to just talk about old, uh, proper old school wrestling, because if nothing else, Absolutely. it's just, it's just great. I find, I find it fascinating. I know everybody says that, 
you know, I don't necessarily agree with this, but everyone says, oh, you know, you can't be a wrestling fan unless you go back to the old stuff. I don't think that's true. I think people should, you yeah. know, you know, take in wrestling however they want. However, personally, I love talking about all that stuff because I do find it fascinating. So, you know, to have your insight, man, is just, it's excellent, dude. Absolutely. It's excellent. So, yeah, we yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff from old school. It's like you need it, like, like seeing some of the old stuff and like, unprotected full-on headshots oh, with chairs. like <laughs> like literally have seen you know like literally uh chairs broken over people over over one of the wild samoans head <laughs> and it's like oh my god this i'm like no wonder these guys can't tie their shoes now yeah um I, uh, but yeah amazing just amazing. I mean, great, great stories, man. Um, and the fact that you're still watching it today, I think is, I think that's wonderful. I, I really, really do. So many people check out of it, but yeah, it's nice that after all these years, man, you're still involved. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So we will, we will switch over to the Q&A. Stan, we're definitely getting back on. You don't even yes. get a decision in the mat. I will try to drag you back <laughs> on. Uh, and as always, if you ever want to ask a question, you just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, and I will add you to the group once you've clicked that you'd like to join the group. And every now and then you'll see a post go up there and you can ask. And we've got loads today, which I appreciate. And we're going to try and get through them all. Uh, and yeah, Stan, we'll just go through them. You throw in your thoughts. I'll throw in my thoughts. If you have no thoughts, you can say you've got no thoughts. That's absolutely fine. Uh, absolutely fine as well. Uh, the first has come from my friend Andrew who says what are your thoughts on GM mode and do you think it should make a return in WWE 2K19 uh, now I, I like the WWE video games I haven't I don't play them as uh, religiously as I once did and as I've said for a while my big well, my big want from the WWE games is I think they need to change I think they need to go away for a year maybe even two and I think they need to completely rework from the ground up because I just feel like the 2K series Feels like the THQ games, then THQ games felt like the SmackDown games before that. I just feel like we need something new, and especially because if you played Fire Pro Wrestling, yeah. which is coming out on PS4 soon, I'm not saying that's any better or worse than WWE 19 but I think I like it more just because it adds something different, and that's what I struggle with when I play those games. They all feel a little bit the same, and I get it. FIFA feels the same every year. Yeah. Madden feels the same every year, but I feel the same about those games as well. Every now and then I'd like them to take just some time and offer me something different. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I actually, I, 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 have, I didn't buy... 2K17. I had to say take K16, which is pretty much the same as 2K15. And I'm like, it's it's just different people. I'm like, it you know, it's like like you're saying, it's the same moves, it's the same, you know, it's it, the action and the play is the same. And I'm like, well, yeah, I can, yeah, it's new characters, but that's that's the only difference. So yeah. I agree. Some something something new would would be would be welcome yeah and that's why gm mode ne doesn't necessarily change that for me i like gm mode i think it's good yeah. but i'd rather they just change work on the foundations give me something different i still can't believe i get fire pro kind of does this but i still can't believe we haven't had a mainstream game where the idea is just to try and put on a good match together they're all simulations and wrestling's not a simulation right. so I, it makes it's madness it's it make any sense yeah yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, ben Hersick says, should WWE do more tournaments like the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, May Young Challenge, and the UK stuff? Those have been successful, and I'm wondering if I'm the only one that wants them. I like more tournaments. And with the World Cup on the soccer tournament over here in the UK uh, at the moment, and I know some people are going nuts. I say soccer because a lot of Americans listen to this. I don't want to confuse people. And everyone knows what soccer is. That's why I say soccer. Otherwise, <laughs> UK people go crazy when you say soccer. It's like, ah, get over it. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, my, my thing with that is... As far as I'm led to believe, who knows what this is true. I would love to have like a G1 in WWE, but apparently Vincent Mann doesn't like tournaments. That's always been the rumor. I don't know why. I can't give you any more than that. 
But every time I hear a rumor about it, the, the, it's always, well, Vince McMahon doesn't like tournaments. So that's why you don't get them on the main roster. That's probably why King of the Ring is dead as well. Yeah. Well, King of the Ring killed itself. Once you won King of the Ring, you pretty much were guaranteed to go. I mean, I'm sorry. Once Mabel won King of the Ring, it was like, okay, this is a particularly pointless uh, tournament. Yeah. I I, I agree to a point. I think it is sometimes fun, like a tournament to, you know, to to crown a, you know, a number one contender, you know, not necessarily for for belts. I, I think it's just, you know, I mean, with, you know, having the, you know, two or three year, I think you just got to, you know, almost be careful of oversaturation, you know, um, mm. you know, not that they have a lot, but, you know, I mean, you could throw in, you know, here's a number, you know, t- a tournament for, you know, number one contender to AJ Styles, you know, then you get to see, you know, then literally, I mean, if they just take and throw literally throw, you know, if they threw hats, you know, names in the hats, like, Oh, Hey, look, I'm getting Rusev versus Aiden English, you know, matchups that you probably wouldn't see and you get to have them. And then, you know, they go on. So, mm. I mean, look at like the, you know, how Rusev became number one contender. I mean, that was kind of a mini tournament and that was very exciting. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I can see where that definitely would be, you know, you know, could be, but we don't want to, I mean, I don't think you want one like every month. Um, no, yeah. I, I, what I like about that as well is if, if you have that kind of system, you can justify having those bizarre matches because you're like, well, it's random. It's a, yep, it's a, exactly. it, it's a tournament. So it doesn't matter that this guy's fighting this guy because that is obviously what would happen because you, you can't account for that kind of stuff. So yeah, I would like more yep. tournaments. I would. Uh, Lee Tires, my man. The Four Horsemen reform in 2018. This is right up your street, Stan. Who's in the group <laughs> and why? Current stars only, but no limits on company affiliation. Okay. Well, the, the first name that comes to my mind is Kenny Omega. I don't know why. He just, I guess, maybe because I just find him, he's the man of the hour at the moment. He reminds me of, not, not, not in the way that he, he works or anything, but he's, I, 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 the way that everyone responds to him reminds me of Ric Flair. It just does. People just seem to love him and warm right. to him. And so I'd put him in there. I would put, oh man, I see, now I'm trying to sort of, because I, I, I think someone like Seth Rollins, but I think, well, the four horsemen never really had anybody like a Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins no, is very they, much they like a player. They had the, the big, you know, kind of the muscle and then the Yeah, exactly. Team. Yeah, yeah. So I think you kind of want to do that. So maybe you do something like Kenny Omega and then maybe, I mean, Braun Strowman to me is that, is that, that kind of ilk. He feels a bit like Barry Windham. Yeah. I mean, not really, but there's a there's somewhat of a similarity <laughs> there. And then, yeah, you want to put two guys in there that can tag. The revival's too easy. So I'm not going to do that. That's, that's yeah. too obvious. So just for, just for, for lols, I'm going to put the Young Bucks in there because that's ridiculous. I've just put Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in a group <laughs> and then thrown yeah. Braun Strowman in there, which is nuts. But I like it now I've said it. So I'm going with it. So that's my four horsemen. What about you, man? Yeah, I, 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 would, I would probably say uh, I, I'm, I, I'd probably go – and even though it's not really going out there, I'd, I'd start with with Ziggler, um, as, you know, kind of as the flair, and Drew McIntyre. Ah, oh, Drew McIntyre, that's a great show. That's a great show. Drew McIntyre is that, you know, kind of the Lex Luger, you know, that kind of, a, you know, the enforcer type dude. And, I mean, how, how can you not choose the Young Bucks? I mean, I know they're weird, but it's, you know, you want a tag team that wins, you know, that essentially is going to, you know, draw people. I mean, yeah, the revival is, is, you know, <laughs> could easily have been in the original four horsemen, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you on the young bucks. I mean that, you know, just getting to see them in any kind of a group setting, you know, 
because they 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 play so well with you know with their buddies, you know they're just entertaining. Yeah, wildly I, entertaining. I think they're trendsetters as well. I think what they've done yeah. for the independent scene is just is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, Christian Brown, what's your ultimate goal in wrestling? Do you want to sign with a specific company, wrestle for a certain period of time, etc.? Uh, I don't have an answer to that because my original goal when we started doing the pro wrestling journey on What Culture, and if you haven't seen them, you can go to What Culture Wrestling. Search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Journey. You can watch a lot of videos of me just talking about me training. And originally, the idea then was just to have a match. However, I never thought I'd fall in love with it as much as I have. So now I don't really have a goal per se. It's more, let's just see what we can achieve with this. Because there's going to be, you know, no pun intended, but there's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, we're still in the infancy of the whole thing. So we don't know where it's going to go. So, yeah, I'm just happy to, uh, to see where it goes and just try and get right now my goal actually, I do have a goal right now right now my goal is to work as much as possible because I realise to get good I need matches and I'm slowly doing that, that you know, that's, uh, that uh, takes time in itself um, but August I've got loads of stuff which I will uh, I'll talk you through in, in a future episode but yeah I'd like to get to the point where I'm resting every weekend so I will aim to do that so that's my goal right now uh, Stan, if you're a secret wrestler, you can answer that one as well. I, 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 I am assuredly not a secret wrestler, <laughs> although in my youth, my friends and I did do some backyard wrestling. Nice, man. Um, I like it. I and, like it. And, 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 and my, uh, my character's point was, uh, he, 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 I mean, I submitted to a side headlock. I submitted to a, uh, a, you know, a wrist lock. Uh, my character's point was I uh, lost in every way possible. So, um, (laughs) so no, and and I, one thing I did learn, I was not cut out for, for any sort of, uh, activity in that, that method. So, Hey man, you tried, man. That's all that matters. You tried. tried. Yeah. Yeah. Tried. Amazingly, Stan, this question is right up your alley. So I'm just going to let you answer this one because I think you're going to have more insight than I. Stuart Edwards asked, would there be a market for an old boys promotion? Interesting term. We know the action would be dump. Another interesting term. But surely the name values alone would sell tickets. Who wouldn't want to pay to see, for example, Hogan versus Flair or Backlund versus Slaughter at your local sports center? Well, and, and, and here's where I, I, I it's, it's good in, in premise. Um, however, one of my other, uh, things I enjoy going to, I, en- I enjoy going to, uh, comic conventions and many times there will be some old time wrestlers there and they ain't selling tickets, um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to be blunt. Um, you know, I, and, and I think the, the, you know, kind of what you mentioned before about today's, you know, youth and having instant gratification, I, I think some of them a lot, you know, there could be a lot of curmudgeon stuff coming up. And yeah, I mean, you, and we've seen some of the guys that are still out there wrestling. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you know, hearing them do talking and stuff is fine, but at some point they got to get in the ring and then it becomes awkward mm. and nothing that you really, I mean, do you really want to see Flair and Hogan in the ring, you know, at today? Yeah, I think that's my issue with it, is that whatever you've got in your head is not going to be what you get. And it's I not, no, I think if you're going to do some kind of old school promotion, what you really want to do is there's no wrestling, and then you kind of just go on some kind of tour, give talks, yeah, do signings. I think you'd want to yeah. do something like that, but I don't think they can wrestle. Yeah, like I, 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 I did see at a convention, I got to hear stories from Booker T and DDP, and that was fascinating, you know? And so, you know, from that aspect, yeah. Have them talk, have them, you know, give, you know, tell some of these stories, have some Q&As, but to, to get in the ring, 
no, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. It, 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 like you said, in your head, sounds like a great idea. Impractical now. Yeah, everything, that, that's, everything's yeah. everything's got a shelf life. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Stuart also says that he wants to see me versus Bob Backlund. I tell you, Stuart, if I ever get to fight Bob Backlund, I will have done far better than I ever thought I would do in the world of pro <laughs> wrestling. Uh, Tristan Dan Whitcomb. So far this year, what has been your personal highlight in either WWE or New Japan, and what has been your favorite part of your own wrestling journey? Keep up the great work, Simon. Love the content. Thank you, Tristan. Um, in terms of my own personal stuff, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm never, I don't think anything will ever top you know, my debut because I think most people would say that because it was just the most surreal experience ever. And it was also the moment when I was like, yeah, I want to do this forever. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think anything will top that. I've loved everything else I've done and hopefully, you know, something is going to come along. I'm not going to give you the John Cena answer of whatever my last or next match was, which is, I see what he's saying. <laughs> but, you know, to yeah. give you a more specific answer, that debut was uh, was awesome. And I think my personal highlight this year, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I, I think critically speaking, I would give it to Omega versus Okada at Dominion just because I thought, oh, it's just ridiculous. It just blew my mind. However, on a more personal level, and I know I sound like a, a walking cliche, but finally seeing, you know, the whole Rusev Day stuff and now Rusev being uh, in the main yep. event, it just pleased me so much because it's not a joke. I think Rusev is one of the most underrated wrestlers ever. I find him entertaining. No matter what you give him, he can make it work. He can talk. He's good in the ring. So even though I don't think he's going to win the which belt. Is, which is weird. Weird, weird think he's underrated when you think back to his WrestleMania match with John Cena. Everyone says that. Tank. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, just, and leading up to that, he was like, okay, no one's beating this guy. Yeah. Like, he literally, he was Braun Strowman. Like, there was like, no one is beating, you know, you know, people putting chains on him, didn't matter. He was going to bust out of it. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that he, that he fell from, from looking like, oh, this guy is going to grab the world title and not let go to, it took this long for him to get his first shot. Yeah, I'm with you there. That, that he's he's great, and I don't think he's um, going to win. I don't think he's going to win, but it's okay because I just enjoy the ride, and that's yeah, what matters. Absolutely, that's what matters. So, absolutely. what's yours, man? They're both great. They're putting on a great. Sh- they're going to play. Uh, to me, from from wrestling, uh, pick one: Gargano, Champa. I mean, those nice. matches. I mean, just like on the edge of my seat, saying. God, please, to both of them, please don't die. Uh, you know, just like, because <laughs> it's just the stuff that they do. Uh, I think Ciampa is the best villain <laughs> we oh, got yeah. going now. He's amazing. He I just mean, gets it. It just, yeah, it, it just, it, he, has, he doesn't have to say anything. He just walks out and just booze, rain, you know, just venom raining down on him. So I think that, you know. I, I think that, and you know, you couple it with Johnny Gargano, who's probably the best, you know, baby face going today. Um, yeah, I think their match, you know, their probably their 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 first match was was by far, you know, the highlight, you know, from from my wrestling. I tell you, it's a great shout. I don't think you could argue uh, argue with any of them. Uh, Suzanne De Silva just says, "I read every Simon post in Simon's voice." You should do that. I like it. Keep doing it. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, dear Simon, can I ask what podcast you listen to? 
Have you tried any of my top five podcasts? I'm not in there, Aiden. I just had a look down. I'm a joker. That's a joke. Um, you've got, actually, I don't listen to any of these, which I should do because I like a good podcast. You've got Fightful with Sean Rossap. I like Sean. Sean's a really good dude. Backstage with Brad Shepard, Lillian Garcia, Dutch Mantel, Solo Monster. I don't listen to any of those, but I will. I love, po- I drive a lot. So a podcast to me is everything. I listen to the Wrestling Observer. I listen to the Laps Fan. I listen to all the Conrad Thompson stuff because I think, I, 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 while I understand the criticisms i just take them in as entertainment so i love them and i listen to all the resting ones stone cold you know edging christian taz you know i, I kind of i go through it. i listen to joe rogan as well not really wrestling but i, I really thought what he talks about but i will listen to all of the ones you've mentioned because i love a good wrestling podcast i know it's oversaturated but i don't care i enjoy people talking about wrestling hence why i do my own one yep stand uh, mine it's it's pretty much i mean it, it's it's pretty much you um <laughs> to be honest um most of the other stuff i do is you know kind of like you know you've got you know your with your ups and downs uh and then uh you know there's the other one that's got the uh, uh the wrestle talk um you know i like listening to the to yeah. their stuff but that's about it because you know most of the time it's like you know i might pop it on at work when i don't have a you know phone call going but i i you know to, to it's i try listening to bruce pritchard and uh i don't know just him doing all the voices and you know imitating people and like it just it just grated on me i'm like you know, there's there, there's an old man curmudgeon moment i'm like okay i get it yeah it was you know stuff but it yeah and i just yeah but uh now pretty much i mean honestly it's mostly you and i'm it's, wow. it's not me uh it's not me you know uh, you know, buffing up the appearance. It's it's the truth. I'll take it, man. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I agree with you about Bruce Pritch as well. Sometimes it's like, I totally understand that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Nick Palmer, do you think Vince will actually, would really keep the Universal Championship off SummerSlam, or is this a WWE circulated rumor to keep the internet wrestling community hot at Brock? I don't know anymore, Nick. I'd love to be able to answer that. I don't know. The whole situation is ridiculous. Uh, I'm a very positive man when it comes to wrestling. You know, I just thought Raw and SmackDown this week were okay. A lot of people hated them. But even I am not stupid enough to say that we don't need the Universal title back on Raw. Of course we do. The whole Brock Lesnar thing, like all things, has run its course. Not Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar being the champion that's not on TV every week. So the sooner we can bring it back, the better. That's my take on it anyway. I, I, I'm with you. I don't know. I mean, this just, you know, it, it's, I mean, what, what else, what other options do they have? You know, I mean, he's got to appear at some point because he's got one appearance contractually left, you know, um, it wouldn't, let me put it this way. It wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't there, <laughs> which yeah. is sad to say. No, you're right. I mean, at this stage, all the evidence is, is there in your face. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if he wasn't there, you know, which is sad because, you know, to me, him not being around makes the briefcase that Braun's carrying pointless. Yeah, exactly. It, it really makes it makes it irrelevant. Yeah, because, you know, he's not going to cash in. Yeah, and then, you know, the commentator is like, oh, you know, he, you know, Brock's watching his back. From where? His farm in Montana? <laughs> he ain't watching over his back, nothing. I'm like, he doesn't care. He doesn't even know Braun has a freaking briefcase. Yeah. No, I agree. That's why they need to... They should have done it with Roman at WrestleMania. I understand why they didn't, but yep. it was a mistake in hindsight. So now I just think we just yep. need to get it done. Put it on Roman. I don't care. Put it on... I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Just anyone. Anyone's going to be on TV. Have I want my belt back on someone television. that's. They don't have to wrestle every week. Just no. have them show up. Yeah. And come out. I mean, AJ doesn't wrestle every week. 
but he's there with the belt. Exactly. You, you know he's going to show up. And also, I, I don't blame Brock. I want to say I do not blame Brock. Brock has manifested himself in a wonderful situation that none of us would turn down. It's not Brock. Right. It's the company's decision. It's a, it was, it. It's a deal he was he asked for. Hey, he asked for the deal. He was given the deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't do that? I never understand that. Oh, right. he's he sold out. Yeah. Everybody sells out. That's what that's what work yeah, is. That's exactly. what business is. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's one of the things. The chance I hate the most. You yeah. sold out. I'm sorry. If someone's going to give an extra, you know, an extra comma in my paycheck. Yeah. Uh, that's I'm what... going to sell out, and so would you. Yeah, because that's <laughs> so it's, still, it's, I... still, it's still a job. And you still want to, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not all about money, but if you want to go and they want to pay loads of cash, yeah. go, I mean, go, I mean, of course you go. I never understood that. It was, it was crazy. Yep. Absolutely crazy. Uh, Ross Wilson, more business-based questions here. Do you feel it is beneficial to finish your education before you get involved in wrestling or just get out there and train ASAP to get as many matches under your belt as possible and have a lot of experience? Well, I mean, I'm very old man in this sense. I think you should always never rely on one thing. Always chase your dreams, always, and always go after your passions. But sometimes you don't know what, you know, cars life's going to deal you. And this is the most cliched answer ever. But it's always good to have something else under your belt. Uh, maybe that's, you know, why I've, I have been able to do what I've done recently. Because I know, even though I'm putting everything to wrestling, I know I have something to fall back on should worse comes to worse. So, yeah, I mean, match experience, as I'm learning, is the most important thing in the world once you feel comfortable. But you could break your leg and then be told you could never walk again. And so I just, you should never put all your eggs in one basket, but you should still believe and be passionate and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he might be a, you know, an anomaly, but Xavier Woods did it. I mean, yeah. you know, he's got a PhD and he's top of the game, you know, but, and, and you, you made a valid point. I mean, look, you know, with, with the stuff that goes on there, one freak slip, you're breaking your neck. Yeah. You're, oh yeah. And, and yeah. It's, it's over and it's over. You know, and, you know, especially if they got nothing else to go back on, you know, look at, I mean, look at how much financial, I mean, he was on top forever, but Flair, I mean, he's, he's been destitute, you know, cause he had nothing else to fall back on. Yeah. Um, I think so, especially in the modern day as well, I think you have to have loads of strings to, to your bow, as they say, like, look, again, you mentioned Xavier Woods. That's why I thought of it. He does the YouTube stuff and he does this and he does that, you know, I just, yeah, I, I think well, especially nowadays when they're you know they're traveling so much and there's so many colleges you can do online yeah, you know yeah, which yeah. you put at your own time if they're in a car for three hours or you know at a hotel <laughs> you know I mean you know I say that because my you know my you know our company encourages as well but you know there's it's not like they have to go to a classroom for you know and get a bachelor's degree yeah you know they can do it you know from wherever they are in the world <laughs> no i agree always have something else in the tank that's always been my thing yep um where are we uh kayla kelly who also is, is always very supportive on twitter kayla i always noticed that so thank you uh and everybody is everybody it's just i recently i've just noticed it i'll always give people a shout out there and when uh what are your thoughts on the quality difference in dodo programming raw smackdown nxc 205 live and what changes would you like to see going forward after SummerSlam? new rivalries potential returns well, I think all, 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 all the four of the brands you just mentioned, aim, well, apart from maybe Raw and SmackDown, who aim at the same demographic. I mean, I do, I do kind of follow the company line that WWE says. I do think it's easier to book for NXT than Raw and SmackDown because you know who your audience is. 205 Live at the moment seems to be fi- refining its feet, which is good. It was trending the other day on Twitter, which is a small thing, but a big thing. And Raw and SmackDown, as we know, are, you know, they're, they're beasts unto themselves. One day it's going to be good. The next day it's going to be bad. 
Uh, it depends what kind of month we're in. There's loads of different things. I mostly enjoy it because I'm that guy, but I do. Um, but I don't. I like the fact they all feel different. I mean, totally. I think that SmackDown could have a rejig when it comes to the set, and I hope that they do that when they move over to Fox because I, like, I like it to feel completely different. Sometimes they can blur into one. Um, but other than that, no. I, I, sometimes I like the stories, and sometimes you know I think a match could be better. But I certainly don't. I don't mind the way they're all balanced at the moment. In fact, I think they're. Yeah, I think they're relatively decent, to be honest. That's my take on it, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't watched Two or Five Live. Um, you know, them being off, off, off Raw, it's almost I forget it's even. Still yeah, there. no, I do too. Me too. <laughs> it's so you much content. There's so much content. That's the problem. Yeah, there is. That's the thing. You know, um, my, my answer for SmackDown is uh, any anything with uh, Becky Lynch with a belt around her waist. Um, she to me she's uh by far today one of my my favorite performer um and i you know you talk about rusev being you know underused uh, i think she I is criminally she, underused. she's just so likable um, she's just so like she is ridiculous and you know when you want and the thing is you know that i that you, you can't help but notice even when she's having a two-minute match with you know peyton royce or whatever people still chant for her during the match yeah you know when she's down you know, there's, there's no silence, you know, it's like people are, you know, so she's still popular. And I just like to see, you know, the front raw, I'd like to see the, the universal title actually on television um, oh, yeah. <laughs> on occasion. Um, you know, and, and, and then NXT, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, to me with their stories and how they build things, I, 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 you know, you can't say stuff's perfect, but I, I, I can't say there's anything I'd change with NXT. No, mean, no, NX, I, NXT's found its niche, I think, and they could just yeah. I think they, you know, they've got the good, you know. I think that whatever, you know, they 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 do it. They know they they seem to know, you know, they build stories well, and and get you excited for those for those matchups when they finally happen. So yeah, I totally I, I totally agree. I think NXT uh, NXT is fine. Uh, Kieran Scottney, what underutilized WWE star would be a massive hit in New Japan? Or, I mean, Dolph Ziggler, potentially. Um, maybe. I don't know I say that. Do I think that? I don't know. Um, I don't know, you know. Have you got one, Stan? Uh, you know, I'll be honest. I, sometimes, not sometimes, when I watch New Japan, I have a hard time understanding who's over and who's not. Um, yeah, the crowd's very different, the, yeah. The crowd being dead. Honestly, like when I watched the first, Omega Akata, it took me out of the match because they were so dead. I'm like, yeah, a lot of people say that. This? I remember that was you Moose, know, I'm like, that was Moose's point. Moose always said that he he had that thing with New Japan. Yeah, you know, because I mean, one of the you know, I think underutilized talent is you know, like Ty Dillinger, but part of his thing is the whole ten and getting the crowd into it, you know, and that's not gonna happen over there. Um, so, I don't know. That's like you said, Dolph Ziggler is fine, but it's like. Okay, he's you know his thing is you know people not getting the reaction. Well, that's you know that's what he, he get. Um, I think it'd have to just be someone that is all about. I I, I think here's a good one. Uh, uh, Apollo Cruz. I mean, he's you know oh, man, I think he's so true. He's great in the ring, and you know I think he could perform and keep up with all of them. And you want to talk about someone that's not utilized? I mean, he's essentially a jobber. Yeah, you know. So I think. With how New Japan is, you know, that, 
you know, they, they're all about the, you know, style and, you know, and the stuff in the ring, I think he'd probably be, I think there's, I think that'd be a good one. I think Apollo Crews. Yeah, he should have stayed in NXT. He was one of those people that I think we could all say he really should have stayed. It was not his fault. No one's going to turn down and move to SmackDown or Raw, but still, like, crazy. Just crazy. Absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, Luke Robinson, who do you think would benefit leaving the WWE like Cody did? Dolph Ziggler. Uh, well, actually, he's doing all right, Dolph, at the moment, but I, I still think yeah. he would. Um, I don't think he'd benefit, but I think Daniel Bryan could make an impact like Cody Rhodes did, obviously, because he's Daniel Bryan. Uh, but I, I, on that note as well, I get why people don't want to leave WWE. Like, If I ever made it to WWE, I, I sometimes wonder, would I leave depending on how I was being used? Maybe I wouldn't because I'd be so happy that I was in right. WWE. So I get why people don't. I respect, respect Cody Rhodes massively. I think he's a, he's a beacon of inspiration, if nothing else. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, uh, otherwise, I mean, cause going back to our conversation just then, you could say someone like Apollo Crews, but he's kind of already done it. You know, he smashed it as, uh, was right. it you, you, what's his name? You Gar Nation. I can't remember his name. You Har Nation, yeah, that's it, yeah. And um, man, that's how long it's been. I couldn't even remember his name, damn. Yeah. Um, but so does he need to go back? I don't know. So I think there's a few guys... I mean, you could argue someone like Sami Zayn potentially, but I I, I get why yeah. they don't. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, the, the you know, you think about someone that could go out and you know smash it and, and make his own niche. I mean, you know, although he seems to be doing well. I mean, and I don't want him. I mean, Kevin Owens is. I mean, to me, he is. I mean, you his his matches like you like you could have Easter egg videos on his matches. Like, yeah, you so know, true. all the little things that he does that you just don't pick up on. So you watch it two or three times. It's like, oh, my God, look at that. That, that little bit of thing that he did. Yeah. You know, um, you know, but he's he's doing well. And, I, you know, and, you know, same, you know, with Daniel. I mean, I just think Kevin Owens is just uh, he's amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, he can do anything. He you know, actually can do anything. Yeah. He, 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 yeah. I mean, he, he could. Yeah, he could do it. it it's hard. I mean, because, you know, I mean, Cody Rose is like. You know, again, you know, one of the things you're like, okay, yeah, he's doing phenomenal, but you know, could you have necessarily seen it? It's like, okay, maybe early on his name, but then just for, you know, how much he just ran with it everywhere. I don't know. I mean, and like you said, I mean, there's something to say. It's like, okay, you know, Kerr Hawkins is like, okay, fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not winning a bunch of matches, but I've got a regular paycheck. <laughs> You know, and you know, you know, and it's it's you know, he's probably at all the you know all the house shows and stuff where they get to have fun and and do whatever they want. So, plus a lot of them are probably with their friends. You know, yeah, it's like, hey, that you know, there's something to be said for that too. I do. You know, I'm with people I like, and it's still a job at the end of the day. And there's lots of different ways yep. to enjoy your job. Um, mm-hmm. Adam Pearson, my man, who I'll also shout out because he's been very kind to me on Twitter this week as well. What's the most violent wrestling spot that you've ever seen in person? Uh, <laughs> I don't know because a lot of the UK shows they don't. I, mean, I went to I went to WrestleMania. I saw a Money in the Bank ladder match, so I saw I think it was either Shelton Benjamin or Jeff Hardy just get hurled to the top of the ladder through another ladder. That was insane. I don't think I've ever seen anything too crazy. I don't think I, I've never seen blood at a wrestling show. I don't think apart from my own blood. <laughs> That's literally yeah. the blood that I've seen. No, I don't think so. So, 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 so in essence, it's your own wrestling match. Yeah, my, yeah my, it probably is. Even that wasn't that bad. So, how about, have you yeah. seen anything sort of crazy? Uh, well, yeah, I actually have been to uh, an original ECW show. Oh, I do. Right, we're getting you back on. How was that? That must have been like <laughs> mob mentality. Well, I'll tell you, it it was more. 
it was more a potentially corporate than you think. Really? Because like where we were sitting, like they were they were recording and they had Balls Mahoney and Axel Rotten. I think it's Axel. Yeah, they were there. Coming out beforehand, trying to get all the crowd to move to one side so it looked better for the cameras. And they were oh. like seriously like, you know, guilt like, you know, slamming people that didn't want to move. They're like, look, I got a seat. There's no one near me. I'm comfortable. You know, I don't want to move. And they were like, I guess you don't want to be part of the revolution, you bastards. <laughs> it's like, whoa, okay, now I'm definitely not moving. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, you know, during that show, you know, choke slams on thumbtacks and I mean, blood galore. And, you know, I mean, you know, you see one of those original shows, you know, try, you know, you got a cornucopia of violent things to see. You know, probably a choke slam on a board with uh, barbed wire. Yeah, I'm never doing. I'm never doing that. I can't. I can't. I don't. I like can't. It. I can't. Like, right. I, mean, I I respect the hell out of Jimmy Havoc, and he's an awesome professional wrestler. He's an awesome human being. I don't know how he does what he does. I just don't get it. Nope. It's, it's, it blows my nope. brain in a, in a very positive way. But yeah, amazing. Uh, just amazing. Uh, Adam Lamo Lamond. Good name. Do you think WWE would ever do an after hours watershed or on the network ECW type promotional NXT, but with attitude storylines for adults? No, just because they're so into their stockholders and their share price that that would still get out and you could still have bad press with people saying, oh, well, thing, yeah, know, yeah, WWE yeah. did this. And say that would after just hours, them. but it's still available anytime. Yeah, that's you know, the problem. It's not like, you know, you subscribe. It would have to be a separate, almost a separate subscription to protect it type thing, you know, but. No, they, it would still be available on, on the yeah. network. And it's, it's bad press they worry about these days because that affects stock prices yeah. and that affects this and that and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's their uh, that's the real thing they worry about. So, no, unfortunately not. It would be fun, but I, I don't see it. Uh, Garth Jackson, are you looking forward to the new UK World of Sports show? <laughs> and why aren't you on it? Well, I'm not on it because I don't deserve to be on it in any level. I have... <laughs> years to go before i'll even be uh don't get me wrong i never turn down the opportunity i never i always say yes but there are people far more deserving on, and they're on that show i cannot wait for all the uk stuff world of sport uk nxt uh, all the indies everything right now the uk scene feels more exciting to me than ever we don't know what's going to happen uh, there's a lot out there you know to suggest that a lot of it does actually ride on if itv decide to do a second season because the rumor is that a lot of the contracts with the uk guys are based on that not specifically but you know there's break clauses at four weeks or four months and eight months depending what itv do but it's not the point it's happening it's going to be on itv it's exciting and yeah i i just love the whole thing i think it's great and if one day i get on either i'll i'll cry my eyes out with joy because again what how the hell did i do that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I th you know, I don't know much about it, but, you know, I, you, you just have to, you know, you almost hope how much, you know, can nostalgia carry it, um, you know, because that's probably it sounds like a nostalgia, you know, type product. Yeah. Um, and it, but, you know, with modern stars, you know, it's like, yeah, it's got a good name, but, you know, it, you know, they have to. And it's you know, like you said, you know, every everything UK is crushing it lately. So. You know, just having, you know, having a good name behind it, as well as having, you know, amazing talent, you know, you almost, I don't see how it couldn't succeed. Yeah. Do you, I, I, I don't mean the old world of sport, we'll call it W, we'll call the old one world of sport, the new one we'll call WOS. Has the WOS stuff got over, I guess it probably hasn't, but I mean, outside of the wrestling no. bubble, I guess no one in America cares that it's coming back to YTV, right? 
No, I, I, I don't even think we, I, I think the only re, I think one of the reasons people might pay attention is because of, uh, oh gosh, I just, I forgot his real name. Stu, Stu Bennett. Oh yeah, um, of course. Yeah. Way yeah back just because, course, just yeah. because they know him, you know, um, but generally no, you know, cause again, you know, old man thing, you know, that, you know, we only had, you know, we didn't have cable TV, yeah, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you had, you had four channels. It was all local. You didn't, you couldn't, you know, even when cable kicked in, you know, it was, it was still all the States. So it, it, there really wasn't a lot of options to see, you know, world sport. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean, in a way, I think it's good that uh, it does have a quarter of a UK feel to it. I think that kind of you know makes it. Yeah, more, absolutely. Uh, I, agree. I just realised, Kayla, we didn't answer the second part of your question. You said, "What changes would you like to see going forward after SummerSlam?" Well, I'm hoping that that's when Daniel Bryan signs his new contract and we go all in with Daniel Bryan and they start a story to push him for the uh, SmackDown title. And I hope by then that it is Roman. Roman's got the uh, the the Universal title. We can just start building a feud with him and and whoever. I don't even care. I don't even care. But yeah, I just wanted yeah, to throw. I, that in. Yeah, exactly. I just want. Yeah, like I said, I just want the title back on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just, I don't need Roman or whoever is a wrestler a week. Just yeah, get out there. Yeah, put on every Seth. other week. I don't even care. Just yeah. as long as they show up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's so true. Just want them there. Uh, there is funny because it's true. And uh, one more question, <laughs> which is good. It comes from Adam Donald. This is a nice, uh, a nice roundup question. What is your favorite year of wrestling ever? Brackets in every aspect, e.g. quality of matches, storylines, pay-per-views, week-to-week shows, etc. Both WWE and any other promotions you also watched that year. Mine is very stereotypical. It is uh, 1997, just because of my age and what was happening and the storylines and a thousand, a thousand other things. Uh, it was just, it just ticked all my boxes. And obviously, I was obsessed with Bret Hart back then. I know what happened in November. We're not going to talk about that. But, you know, my, one of my favorite events ever is SummerSlam 97 with the main event between Undertaker and Bret Hart. I'm sure Michaels is the special guest referee. Bret Hart doing his whole, I'm a face here, but I'm a bad guy here. All of it just worked for me. I loved it. I loved all the attitude here as well. Um, I could probably go through it and find a year that comes close. But also in 1997, the NWO was kicking off and I was like learning about WCW. Yeah, it was just, I look back and that's kind of my quintessential year in, in pro wrestling. It just just felt right. Um, I, 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 I'll be honest, I, I don't know years, but, you know, I mean, honestly, during, you know, during the Monday Night Wars when it was at its height, when you had two programs competing that were just packed with just amazing action, amazing talent, you know, it was just, you know, competition, you know, is hurting you know, that's why I, I, I hope for all in, you know, because, because lack of competition, you know, it, it's, it, it shows in, in, in the product, you yeah. know, where they don't have to push necessarily push back. And I'm not even saying push boundaries, you know, with, you know, the rock, you know, delivering headshots to mankind while he's handcuffed, you know, I mean, just storylines and, and, and going, you know, being on the edge, you know, and, and, and of course, you know, uh, in, in, in 2001, you know, the, the year with WrestleMania X7, you know, was just amazing. So, yep. yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like you, I'd say, you know, during the time and, you know, in, in, when, you know, Monday Night Wars and the Attitude Era, when that was really kicking off was. Oh, it's brilliant. This is so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. And as especially for fans, there was, we, we were, we, we were the ones that were benefiting from this cutthroat competition. 
Yeah. They were both just pushing each other to be better. That's true. Week. It's true. And that's why I, I, I keep saying it and people laugh at me. And you should laugh at me. You're right. But that's why deep down I would like All In to become the indie version of WrestleMania. Because it will change everything. I, I, when, when, you, when, I, when I saw you say that today, um, I, I'm like, yes. You know? I mean, it's, it's during a perfect time of year where there's not a lot going on where they can become, you know, the show to see. And, you know, build off it. Yeah, no, I would, I would love, I mean, yeah, and you also, you know, your point's right. They're not going to become, you know, at least anytime soon, any real threat to WWE. But if there's an option for people in the States, <laughs> you know, they, it, it'll, it'll, it'll attract people. So, yeah, yeah I'm all, I, I would love to see that succeed regularly. Like, yeah. Agreed, man. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. I look forward to it. I look forward to all of this year. Uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, there are a few questions we didn't get to. Uh, I'm not saying this is some kind of plug. I just I like to give you know something back to people. Uh, and I've got a bunch from last week as well. Over the weekend or at some point, I'm going to answer them all. I'm just going to put them up on the Patreon for patrons. That's not some kind of tactic. It's just as you all know, you can go through all the episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes. I like to keep them to around an hour. And also, I do like to give something back. So yeah, patreon.com for the Simon three sixteen. You can keep an eye out for that. But as always, thank you much for everyone that does uh, submit a question and we'll try and do this weekly so far we're smashing it which is good and to do that you go to the facebook group simon is pro wrestling podcast you click join the group i will accept you or one of the awesome moderators will and yeah you can come in and uh, we're up to about i think about 1300 members in there which is much more than i ever thought we'd ever get so that's uh, uh that's really good but honestly stan that was uh, a genuinely fantastic chat and your uh, your take you. and and your you know your viewpoint on wrestling, I think it it's wonderful because you can tell you have you know you you've got the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of being yeah. there as well, which is it's just wonderful. Well, and you know, and a little credit you know to to you, which you know, being the the, the gentleman you are, you know, you, <laughs> you, you you handle compliments as well as I do. Uh, you know, I I want to say you know you you also you know for me and probably a lot of the patrons. You know, having a general positive attitude about a lot of the product is helpful because it's, you know, it's very easy for everyone to point out all the negative stuff. And it's like, no, you know, we're watching this to be entertained and it's not, you know, Raw is not three hours of crap for the most part. You know, so I appreciate your general attitude because it, it, it makes me, I'm like, I enjoyed that, but this guy's telling me I shouldn't have. You're not. You're like, hey, you know what? I'm stupid. Like the Bray Wyatt, you know, with the, you know, the B team stuff. Yeah, I'm a stupid guy. I laughed at it. <laughs> I don't care. I enjoyed it. You know, so I appreciate uh, that. Well, I appreciate that, man. That's very kind of you. And thank you to you. And obviously everybody that does support me and allows me to do all this stuff to begin with. Because I wouldn't be able to do it without you. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, as always, uh, you can go listen. You know, we, we did two other episodes this week. You can go listen to the one on Wednesday where we go through everything in the pro wrestling week and we talk about whether the internet ruined pro wrestling, Raw, SmackDown, all the rumors to do with Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks going to WWE. On Monday, we had Luke on. We went through, he went to the New Japan shows, the Strong Style UK shows. So we talked about that. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you listen to them. Uh, it's on YouTube at youtube.com for Sustainable Report Rules. So please do come and subscribe to that channel. Obviously, you can find my stuff on What Culture. And I'm all over Twitter and Instagram at Simon316. So come give me a follow so we can keep the conversation going. Stan, I want to thank you very much for your time again and your awesome insight into all of this. It was really, really good chat. And like I say, we'll have to we'll have to do some kind of old school episode and we'll just go crazy yes. talking about Crockett's and AWAs and Texas wrestling, all that kind of stuff. 
in my honor. No, oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. But Stan, thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, to listening. And like I say, we will be back at some point next week. Definitely Wednesday. Definitely Friday. Maybe I'll throw another one in there as well. You never know. But thank you for listening to me. And I will chat to you all again very soon.